I'll be your host as always, and joining me once again is Dane. Dane, how is it going? Uh, it's going good, Tim. Um, I I just had to beat uh, uh, the Last of Us Part Two remastered. <laughs> I put everything off <laughs> to beat it uh, because once you do, you get the director's co- uh, commentary. Oh, really? And, was, that, was that how it was in the first one? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. No. If you have to beat it to yeah. get the commentary, I think it was. Uh, I but, right. Uh, only to only to realize um, somebody had ripped all of it and put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the commentary parts. So, yeah, that kind of sucked. Well, at, least, at least you still have that sense of accomplishment of unlocking it yourself, and it's there if you ever want to do it. I don't listen to it uh, while you yeah. play the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because I, I, mean, I I just beat it on like very easy, mm. <laughs> so I could unlock it. Yeah, <laughs> so I can unlock everything. Uh, and large portions of the game, I was just running through everything because there's part that most of the parts in the game you can just run straight through a level <laughs> and not show anybody. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in full blown. Final Fantasy remake slash rebirth mode. <laughs> I mean, the game comes yeah. out in just a few days out of recording this episode. And I'm playing, replaying uh, the first remake. And kind of like you, I have it set on easy and doing the new game plus, or not really a new game plus, but the chapter select where all your level and stats and everything you still have. And you can just start at the very beginning, which I did. I'm just breezing through it. So I'm at the final chapter now. So I'll definitely have it finished before. Rebirth comes out this coming Wednesday, but I definitely want to get that in there amongst playing Tekken 8, which was which is awesome. I know I gave my impressions on it on either the last episode or the episode before that, but Tekken 8 was fantastic. One of the best fighting games I've played in years. But I also wanted to make sure I got a Final Fantasy 7 remake playthrough in, and I was able to do that. So I am very happy and just all set to go <laughs> for Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, which I absolutely cannot wait for. It's like that's where pretty much most of my attention will be going to in the next few weeks. And I think it's going to last a while because from all the previews I've watched, the video and some of the reviews, I try not to watch some of the reviews just in case of spoiler stuff. But it's going to be a massive game just with a lot of side quests, mini games, just a bunch of stuff to do. And that'll keep you busy. So I cannot absolutely can't wait. But I don't know if you've read some of the reviews for it already, Dane. It's getting really good reviews. But um. I ha- again, I'm staying spoiler free, but I'm just hearing mixed reactions towards the ending of it and what happens. I mean, if you beat the first game, you kind of know things were possible to go in different directions. And it looks like that's the case. But I am very curious to see what that's going to be like. And I'm just preparing myself for anything. So we shall see. <laughs> but I just cannot wait to finally get my hands on it. I haven't even played the demo of it that they released because I just want to go through it. Just everything for the first time playing the actual game. So I held off on playing that demo, 
just and plus because it was like a couple of weeks before the game comes out so i can hold off and just continue my replay of final fantasy remake to hold me over till then but i'm ready to go now i just it's i'm just counting the days hours minutes and seconds <laughs> till it finally launches so i am ready um yeah so so you know what happens right yeah oh you're gonna spoil it for me right now aren't you in uh in rebirth <laughs> uh so so Aerith lives right i'm guessing that's the, the i mean thing. it's not too hard to figure out like, how different can it be she lives or she dies but yeah <laughs> at the same time i'm hearing they do something that's like even a little more than that actually so we'll see what that is but in terms of like again like i don't know added I, stuff I, onto that oh. i don't know that's i try to stay okay. spoiler free from that stuff i just know it's getting mixed reactions for how it was handled <laughs> Uh, or, or or what if it's something like uh, Cloud like just fighting Sephiroth and accidentally stabs Aerith? Yeah, we, I mean I don't think they'll go that route, but something like similar, yeah. like unexpected that way, or maybe it's another character who actually dies there instead of Aerith. Yeah, or Cloud dies. What if they did that? Man, that would be. Uh, I think we hear the uproar about that already. <laughs> if that yeah. was the case. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's Cloud certain. dies, but then you play the final game as Zack. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, of, of the, the Last of Us Part 2, yeah, we would definitely have heard that. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. Because <laughs> all that stuff kind of came out before the game was actually <laughs> released, right? If I remember right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I've... I've I don't know if I should see Tim. This is the problem I have now because I spent so much time with The Last of Us Part Two. Is should I finish Like a Dragon, uh, Infinite Wealth, or should mm, I? So you haven't finished that yet. On? Wow. No, I, thought, I haven't. I thought you playing The Last of Us Part Two meant you finished the Yakuza no. game. No, I Ooh. I got stuck on The Last of Us Part 2 because I really wanted to. See, that's why that you, you should have started it. You should have started it. <laughs> yeah, I I shouldn't have even bought it, to be honest. But yeah, like, sh- should I finish Like a Dragon or should I just hold off on Like a Dragon and play Rebirth, you know? Yeah, that's, that's what you should have done, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, have you pre-ordered any of the uh, uh, special bonus editions, or are you just getting the regular stuff? I'm just getting the regular edition. I mean, if I were to uh, get one, it would be the, I mean, the bonus editions like digital soundtrack. Okay, I could get that through Spotify. The art book. I mean, digital art. I could just look at that online. And you get a pre-order bonus of a summon just by pre-ordering it. So there might be another summon that I think comes with the deluxe edition. I'm not sure, or maybe a materia. But uh, this, I don't think it warranted the increase in price for that. But if there are the physical ones that were available, but they always sell up so quick. That comes with the statues and everything and the actual art book. Those would be worth getting, but those always go so quick. So, And I haven't gotten yeah. a physical game in so long. <laughs> so just sticking with the digital regular edition. Yeah, but Tim, you're such a big fan of, of Final Fantasy VII. I you're... you're um you're a what they call a uh, fake fan Tim. <laughs> for not giving them more money i'm a fake fan yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> if they have if those 
ultimate collector's editions were readily available, I would highly consider it, but they never are. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a yeah, cool thing plus too. Two, where, like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say plus two. Like, if you go to Best Buy in like a year, year and a half, you're gonna find those discounted <laughs> usually most of the time. I don't know for those big games though, like a game like Final Fantasy VII, they they don't usually get those again. <laughs> it's made for some of the lesser known or not high profile games they have them left over. Yeah, yeah, but, you're probably right on that. <laughs> but I don't think Best Buy's even gonna have physical games in the near future i mean i went to my best buy a few days ago and all the physical media game or not games but movies are just gone there's just nothing there anymore. yeah and it's just yeah it's, I, it's sad to see I, i've noticed that that has uh shrunken in uh recent years but hey you know the the way of the future is streaming i guess or digital yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm all in on digital games, but not for movies yet. <laughs> I still like to have those physical media just because the quality is still a, little, a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Are, one thing I missed out on, though, they were doing a cool thing. where oh, I don't know why it was just two days in the middle of the week, but they were having a special uh, limited, very limited release of Final Fantasy VII Advent Children in theaters uh, just this past Wednesday and Thursday. And timing didn't work out for me to go to them, but it was like, why couldn't they do that on a weekend? This <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday would have been nice, but it was cool that they did that just to help raise the hype for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and just kind of get everyone in the mood. And to see that on the big screen too would have been really cool since it never really had a theatrical <laughs> release over here. Um, and it's what 19 years since it's released. It's hard to believe that movie's going to be 20 years old soon, but. Uh, it's just really? a cool thing to do. I just wow. wish it was a wider release and for, for longer than just two days during the middle of a week. Wow, I can't believe that thing is almost 20 years old. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. It's one of those movies yeah, where well, I've gotten every uh, re- release version of it. The DVD when it first came out, the Blu-ray when it came out, and now the 4K that came out last year. <laughs> why Why did they re- re- uh, redo that in theaters? Uh, just to help promote just Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, yeah. Uh, well, there, was a t- there was a time to do it. Why not now? And maybe again for when the third game comes out, <laughs> they'll have a wider, longer release. Well, uh, getting good reviews, but except for the, except for that controversial part or whatever. Mm, the ending, right? Yeah, so the combat, <laughs> yeah. the, the combat is good. And yeah, it was it's great. That. Better than how yeah. it was in remake. Okay. Well, we will see, Tim. <laughs> well, take a wild guess of what our next episode is going to mainly be about. <laughs> Me gushing um, over Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, uh, you see, so like I, I thought it was going to be about uh, um, uh, Hell Divers Two, Tim. <laughs> that game does look pretty fun, though. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool, but. I don't know if I have that much, that amount of time to, you know. Yeah, it's like put into a game like that. I know it's yeah. a game I'll never play, but it looks it looks fun. <laughs> yeah, so the digital deluxe you get, the soundtrack, the digital art book, uh, magic pots summoning material. Okay, yeah, I knew there was one. Uh, the accessory reclaimant choker. 
I'm guessing that's for uh, Aerith. And uh, the Orchid Bracelet, which I'm guessing is also for <laughs> Aerith. See, now, that really warranted the extra, what, 20 bucks that it is? I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's the, uh, the, the, the best bracelet in the game, Tim. Those pre-order bonus equipment never really is. I mean, it is for a little bit at the very beginning, but but you get better stuff very quickly. I come to find when I've done that before. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Which is what I'm playing on my walk or replay right now. Which man, it still looks fantastic. <laughs> that game is just so, absolutely gorgeous. So, what is the uh, pre-order bonus for it? I believe you just get another summon materia. I believe it's a Moogle type summon, and that's it. Not seeing anything. I remember seeing it on when you go to pre-order it, or one of the details. If you just go to the regular edition. Yeah. See. Unless I'm fooling myself and thinking I'm going to get something (laughs) extra when I'm not. Yeah, I don't see it, Tim. I'll have to double check. (laughs) Well, better temper my expectations then. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm not. Now I'm not as excited for the game. Thanks a lot, Dean. You don't get a. You don't get a Moogle. Yeah, it's totally pointless now. Yeah. Killing my oh, there it is. Oh, you there found it. Is. it. Okay. Well, I yeah. take all that back now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm even more excited. Uh. Ah, okay. Shoot. Should 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 I do it, Tim? Should I? Oh, or you think I'm going to talk you out of getting Final Fantasy VII Rebirth <laughs> right away? Come on. <laughs> Of course right, you're right. I'm not. I'm not talking to the right person. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, I know you're gonna do it anyway, Dane. Just do it now. <laughs> yeah, I am. Dang it. You know what, Tim? I hate is a strong word, but <laughs> I, I I strongly dislike what you do to me. <laughs> I'm an enabler. What can I say? <laughs> you know what? Just for that. Just for that, Tim, I'm going to have to go ahead and. I'm going to have to go ahead and. Uh, get this pre ordered. Click that button. It's just a click away. All right, I guess I'm playing Final Fantasy VII over <laughs> like a dragon. Ah, you've chosen wisely, but hey, you still got a few days before you can beat like a dragon. Ah, uh, it's gonna take more than a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you were that oh, you were man. playing it so much though the last few weeks. Is it that long? It was. It is really long. It's a really long game. Um, again, like for. I don't think I've told you this, but it's so weird knowing where everything is without actually looking at the map. Yeah. <laughs> because because they got everything 
so realist, uh, so what do you call it? Accurate, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Say, oh, there's the state capital. Oh, there's the uh, there's the palace. Oh, there's the the mall. There's the sh- the strip mall. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's like, okay, so I know where I am right now and I gotta go to this part. Yeah, it's just weird knowing like ex- almost exactly where things are. Yeah, I would think that but, would yeah. help make, make it be able to get through it quicker since you know where everything's at. You don't have to like, open up a map or anything. Just go to the uh, area. The problem, yeah. problem is the cutscenes. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're so long that uh, uh, some cutscenes you gotta like skip the dialogue a little bit. You gotta skip through the dialogue a little bit, but yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's I guess it's Final Fantasy time again. Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you you've done well. <laughs> Unless you want to pull out a few all nighters to try to finish like a dragon. Uh, no way! I, I don't <laughs> think I can do that. I don't think I can. Beat, beat it in uh in that amount of time so well, i guess i'm gonna have to put that one on hold yeah it's just gonna have to wait <laughs> yeah well this was a very successful podcast recording i got you to re- pre-order final fantasy 7 rebirth when maybe you weren't going to do it right away so <laughs> a productive episode yeah i was really on the edge of it i was like uh, should i do it but you know what about like a dragon uh what about x this other game what about that game you know what let's just get five francis seven out of the way <laughs> <laughs> and now it's done yeah because I, I i i didn't want it to be a thing where it's like okay so now we're rushing i'm rushing through five francis seven and you know now there's a big open world and stuff so like mm. or not big open world but like it's more open world now yeah, so like is that going to take me a lot longer now <laughs> and <laughs> am, up, I, am i going to miss stuff you. because of stuff <laughs> jamming through like whatever <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. yeah well you know you just you made me a little happier today so knowing that we'll both be able to play it at the same time so <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, first world problems, right? right? I know. <laughs> Poor you, Dean. <laughs> but anyway, I guess we can go into our minute-by-minute commentary of The Last Jedi now that we're almost already 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> I guess technically, technically we're not kicking off this episode with the commentary like always. We're just sticking it in there <laughs> towards the beginning. But as always, you want to grab your VHS copy, your DVD copy, your Betamax copy, your Laserdisc copy, your Blockbuster membership card so you can go rent it, your Netflix copy from the mail, your screen projector so you can watch it on your wall, your UMD copy, uh, one of 20 discs to watch on your PSP, your DVHS copy, and your converted VHS to to DVD copy made on your 11-year-old PC. Oh, by the way, Dane, speaking of my 11-year-old PC, I I was afraid it finally went out a couple of days ago. It was like going on and, th- and then it would shut off and restart and it did that twice i'm like uh oh is this finally it am i gonna have to finally get a new computer but it booted up the third time and so far it's been working okay since so <laughs> it's it survives to live another day i wonder what happened yeah what i don't know 
Was it like an update, a Windows update? I don't think so. It just went to like it went to the desktop, and then it would just turn off and restart. And it says your computer did not shut off properly. (laughs) Then I did it again. Then still did it like oh, but third time was the charm, and it's still alive and kicking. Uh, I'm happy to say. (laughs) Well, that's good, Tim. You didn't have to. You didn't have to go to the the cheapest possible option. Which is goodwill. Yeah. A goodwill piece PC. And that's where I got my uh monitor I'm currently using right now after that went out. <laughs> yeah. Hey monitor's a monitor, man. Exactly. It does I don't do any gaming on there or watch gaming, movies, yeah. So it does what it needs to. Yeah. It, it's perfectly say, adequate do to see game. your Skype picture game, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect then. Yes. Uh, uh, um, also, you might want to add on uh, the 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 physical media copy that you got at that you didn't get at, at Best Buy. Yeah, right? there you go. Yes. <laughs> that's a good. I'm gonna have to remember that one from now on. <laughs> so yes, if you have got the Last Jedi at Best Buy, which I did um, coincidentally, so <laughs> um, you could go ahead and go to the 13 minute mark, and we'll, I'll give the countdown if you're ready, Dean. Uh, I I just got one more question for you, Tim. Yes. So, have you been to a GameStop recently? Um, about a month or two ago, but you'll never guess the okay. reason why I was there. Uh, to to get old Game Boy um <laughs> cartridges. No, that's not necessarily a reason you would go to a GameStop. Yeah. I, I I actually went there to look for a wallet. <laughs> what? Because I know Why? they do have some nerdy wallets sometimes, so I'm gonna go there and check it out see if they have anything that could be cool. Um, not yeah. really, but <laughs> so that was the <laughs> last time I went to a gate stop. Okay. Okay. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I ended up just That's getting my not... wallet at Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, how come they? How come? Uh, PlayStation and Xbox don't do the uh, uh, bundles anymore. You know, where like um, it the the game comes in the box. Oh, okay. I thought they'd still do that some from time to time. Like, didn't Spider Man Two? Do they? I think Spider Man Two was the last one, at least that I remember seeing for the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I went into a GameStop. Uh, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, maybe, uh, and man, it was pretty bare bones in there. Uh, they they had the new games and stuff, but like, um, a lot of their stock was was yeah, it was small, there. yeah, yeah. and it was mostly just systems. used games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even that was small was than just, what I remember. Yeah, and. I remember going into GameStop when I was a kid, and there was a library of <laughs> A, games, and B, strategy guides. Yep. And now yeah. it's like, a, a, like a, it's, it's a used game store now, it seems like, because there's a lot of used games going back to like the original Xbox, the PS, I don't know, 3, let's say. And they, they even had some computer games too, some mm-hmm. PC games. 
Um, but, but yeah, it was pretty bare bones. But anyway, yeah, I, I didn't see any of the, because uh, I remember a big feature was, you know, in the GameStop was the, the combination game and system that you would get. But I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It, it's, it's like a ghost town in there. Yeah, it was when I went there at that time, too. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I, I guess it's for, like, the collectors now, like, people that collect old video games. Yeah, even toys it and statue like, stuff, there's a lot more of that, too, I think, than sometimes certain games that they have. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that you say it, now that you, you say that, yeah, there were kind of a lot of statues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, didn't notice any walls when you went, Dane. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no. And and Gaming Informer isn't is, is it a part of GameStop anymore? Is it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think Game Informer does the print magazines anymore. Oh, they're just all digital now. I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, but which makes uh, sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes that was sense. the best gaming yeah. magazine back in the day. That in Game Pro. I don't know if you remember Game Pro. That might have been before your time, but <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Game Pro Monthly was it called? No, no just Game I Pro. Thinking of something else. There was Electronic maybe Gaming like, Monthly. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm thinking uh, uh, something else. Yeah, but I remember when I was a kid, I uh, my parents said yes for getting a, a subscription to Game Pro. That was like a big deal amongst me and my friends. <laughs> I was like, wow, like we got to go to Tim's house every time it comes. A new issue comes out. So we can just all read and check out, read about all these games. It was like a big deal that I didn't have to go to the store and get to look at the magazine. that was actually coming to my house. Yeah. I remember the first yeah. cover. It was, I can't, I can't remember the game, but it was a picture of a ninja. I don't know if it was for a ninja Gaiden game or a Shinobi, but it was like a, a red ninja on the cover. For that first issue that I got in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was the same thing for me and my friends with with Game Informer. I think the first cover I ever saw was the uh, the Final Fantasy Ten one. I want to say. Okay. And I probably still got that it, issue. I still hold have a lot of those gaming Game Informers and some Game Pro magazines from back in the day. Uh, do do you remember when uh, that came out? Do you, do, do you have 10? like a run? Yeah, uh, the, the the one on the cover, the, the the one where that's the cover. It definitely in two thousand one. So the game came out in December, okay. so it was probably a few months before that. I would mm. imagine. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I remember one of my friends used to have the subscription, and we would just pass the magazine around mm-hmm. until. <laughs> I, I I got my uh my own subscription. Right. <laughs> yeah. And those magazines were good and thick too, or it wasn't just like a few pages and you were done. There was just like good articles, previews, reviews, codes. Yeah. Back in the day, walkthroughs, and I know Game Informer had full blown walkthroughs sometimes in their at the end of their issues. Yeah, they did, right? And they had cheats too. Yep. They, they had cheats at the end. So yeah. I, I guess that's gone now, Tim. I guess oh, we're it's old. long guess gone. We're yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I still have. If I ever feel nostalgic, I can go back <laughs> and just see how it was back in the days, reading about video games and magazines. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
<laughs> but anyway, I guess we can continue with our commentary for one minute at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I was about to say, well, what, were, what, what were you talking about again? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, three, two, one, and play. Uh, it doesn't begin on the most flattering shot of Finn. <laughs> his face just plastered right in front of the screen as it is med tube there. Yeah, and this is my favorite part when all that <laughs> water is first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but it was Ryan Johnson did say that was how the movie was originally going to start after the crawl and it pans down and you go immediately into the ship and you see that shot of Finn right there. Oh, they should have they should have did that. <laughs> I love that shot of Finn just walking around with the water or the back that I should say squirting out of him. First, we've never seen a Bacchus suit in Star Wars film before, so this new territory right there. Yeah, that's weird. It's just a, a suit filled with water. Bacta, Dane. Bacta. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's sorry. water right there on the ocean of Octo, but <laughs> not in Finn's no. uh, medical team. <laughs> that's, that's salt water, Tim. You don't <laughs> oh. drink salt water. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> Uh, now oh, we're getting well, to the controversial scene. I know Tim. we made it to Octo. This is this is where the fun begins. <laughs> yeah, this is I, a big scene you had a problem with. Tim. Yes, I uh, like that hand, by the way. <laughs> I wonder how long the minute's going to be of just Ray and Luke looking at each other. Is it going to be a few minutes, or will we get it through in one episode? We shall find out. All right, so that's no. our minute-by-minute minute commentary for The Last Jedi. So with that, um, for me, what I wanted to talk about on this episode was a couple of trailers that we've gotten. Um, it's trailers specifically tied to mutants, <laughs> because last week we got the Deadpool trailer, or the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer during the Super Bowl. But then a few days after that, we got the X-Men 97 trailer, which, yeah. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> but uh, let me start off with Deadpool and Wolverine first, because like a lot of people were excited to finally get that trailer. There's been tons of set photos for that that have come out. Obviously, with Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine, is going to be a lot of fun. And I was curious how much they would show in the trailer. And we didn't get to see pretty much Wolverine at all. <laughs> we just saw the quick back of his shot of his back about to slice Deadpool on the on the ground. But at the same time, I was like. You know what? I'm not even mad that we didn't really get to see much of them because I really thought that trailer was just great and a lot of fun without uh, making a big deal of Hugh Jackman's return, which I'm sure we're gonna they're going to in the next trailer <laughs> as we get closer to its release. But um, it's like I did have a problem with it, but at the same time, I'm a little surprised because they officially released the first photo of Deadpool and Wolverine with Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume before as they were started filming. So it's not like they're trying to keep it a surprise of what he's going to look like in his costume. So, but so I thought it was effective for the trailer where it was in that very last shot. We just see his back, but we do see him in his classic costume. And then we get the title reveal of Deadpool and Wolverine. So it was great, but just the trailer itself, just, it just con continuing on what you'd expect from a Deadpool movie, especially now that he's in the MCU, uh, where he gets taken by the TVA, which if you're familiar with the Loki TV series, um, I wasn't expecting it to have a big connection that it looks like it's going to have in Deadpool, but he's going to be a part of it where he's taken into the TVA where he's going to be out of time and he's seeing the different timelines and 
we all know that's going to play a big factor into this movie, whether it's going to be timelines in the MCU from the old Fox X-Men movies. There's been rumors about maybe even the Ben Affleck Daredevil and Elektra <laughs> somehow being a part of it. So it's going to be a crazy timeline uh, movie. With Deadpool, you can't expect anything less. But the, the humor was funny in it, him calling himself the Marvel Jesus to say <laughs> the MCU is typical Deadpool. And then just the action looks really cool on it as well. So I thought it was a great trailer. Just really capturing what I think is going to be exciting about this movie of Deadpool in the MCU. And Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman's going to be back as Wolverine in this one too, which they didn't even, again, they only showed him the very last shot, but it was effective nonetheless and the trailer was just great on its own without that. So I'm excited for it. It's the only Marvel movie we're getting this year, but it looks like it's going to be a big one <laughs> as far as uh, crazy stuff happening with that. I just, I can't wait. I think it's going to be just, if anything, just lots and lots of fun with uh, Ryan Reynolds back as Deadpool is always great, but then pairing him up with Hugh Jackman just going to take it to another level. So, yeah, I thought it was a really fun trailer. Yeah, it's weird hearing you say that um, it's the only Marvel movie coming out this year. Are, are, are they going to do a TV show? Um, no, I, I think it's actually the only Marvel pro- MCU project this year. Yeah, because Echo was the only one at the beginning. And I, don't, I don't think there's anything else coming after that. Hmm. Okay. Which, but, yeah, but they're going to make up for it in 2025. <laughs> I think they have like four movies later next year. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of over uh, Deadpool, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's kind of like the same. Yeah, thing like, you know what you're going to get again. with Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, at least you know what you're going to get. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that. You should have just made Logan your last Wolverine appearance. That's a fair argument because it was such a great way for the character to go out. Um, yeah. But, but at the same time, seeing Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine in the classic costume, which he never got to do in any of his X-Men movies, uh, that's reason enough for me to have him come back. <laughs> so we could at least be able to do that one more time. <laughs> Because that, that's okay. one of the biggest crimes of those movies of never the costumes, especially for Wolverine, never getting to wear the iconic costume with the mask. That's because it doesn't look good, Tim. <laughs> well, I mean, well, wait like to see. Wait, no, wait to see how it is in Deadpool. I think they'll be able to pull it off. I mean, it works in a cartoon, <laughs> but not in a not in live action. I don't think. Uh, well, well, I think you're going to be proven wrong, Dane. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is he going to have, like, the oversized... Uh, is he going to have the oversized mutton chops, too? <laughs> the mutton chops look the same from the from the photo they released. So I don't think they're going over, too overboard on that. Uh, yeah, like, it, it's almost touching the corners of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wolverine's hair and mutton chops is kind of like Batman's cow's ears, where it's like sometimes it'd be really long or really short or just average or like kind of in the middle. That's how it is with Wolverine's yeah. hair and mutton chops. Sometimes it can be really long and crazy short or somewhere in the middle. Now, now is that because uh, he, he has helmet ha- hair or whatever it's called? That his <laughs> hair is like that? Or is it because did, did, did he make that cowl or that mask to fit how he gels his hair? Yeah, the, the mask was made to fit his hair. 
Uh, okay. That's how his hair is, yes. Uh, okay. What a weird uh, hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shave that. Weird, but how iconic, yes. <laughs> yeah. That was like, the I remember when the first, or even before the first X-Men movie came out and thinking how, how cool an X-Men movie would be, but how hard it would be to do. And one of the reasons was, man, how are they going to get Wolverine's hair to be right? It's like, that almost seems impossible to do. <laughs> but I think they struck a very nice balance in the movies where it's not over the top, but yet it still has the look that Wolverine is known for in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, because you can have, you know, uh, a star actor like Hugh Jackman with a weird <laughs> well, know, pompadour. <laughs> He wasn't a star at the time, so they really could have done it if they wanted to. <laughs> was he not? No, this was, was his he first not a star movie. At that time? This was his first movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's pretty much like those, Hugh Jackman wouldn't be a star without Wolverine. <laughs> That's what made him a star. Yeah, I get. I guess you're right, Tim. I guess he was a big star in Australia. And then he yeah, the I'm sure he made Australia films in Australia, but this was like his first you know, Hollywood movie was X-Men. Uh, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't originally cast either. Uh, the, it was uh, Dougery Scott was first cast as Wolverine, but because Who is he, that? The only thing I've seen him in, maybe he's in other things, I just didn't realize it, but he was the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2 in 2000, and him doing that movie is what prevented him from doing X-Men because of scheduling conflicts. Okay. And D- it's like Doug he made Ray the wrong Scott. choice in that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Hugh Jackman is the better choice. I think it's safe to say that now. <laughs> Over twenty, almost twenty-five years later, I think we could say that. <laughs> is is Wolverine um, Canadian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. That's Did not know that. Yep. Was he before most, the X Men? He was, most, he was with um, the Canadian uh, superhero team, Alpha Flight. Um, most famous. Canadian? Superhero? Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. I, uh, in general. In general? <laughs> yeah. Fiction and nonfiction will do too. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Let's just uh, say it. Yeah. Donkey Kong, most famous British version. What? <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong. He's the uh, most fa- famous uh, British person. Donkey Kong? Why? He's considered British? <laughs> Yeah, he's British, right? <laughs> uh, are we talking about two different things here? Because I think I heard you say Donkey Kong. So I'm assuming you mean the Nintendo character. <laughs> yeah, he's British, right? What makes you think he's British? I thought he was British. <laughs> he barely talks. <laughs> and he's from the tropical jungles, too. So <laughs> I can swear he was British. Okay. <laughs> The okay, I, the tie? I, I don't know what gave you the idea might be British. I, I I stand corrected. Let's see. Is Donkey Kong? <laughs> uh, this is not how I Donkey, thought this conversation Do- was going to go. <laughs> Look at this, Tim. Tim, this is why you're a fake Nintendo fan, okay? Donkey Kong was born in the United Kingdom. 
What? Donkey Kong is British. I guess he isn't, but he was. The game was created by Shigeru Miyamoto from Japan, the Nintendo. I was. Well, maybe there's more to his history that I'm not aware of. But okay, so he was born in the United Kingdom, but now he lives on Donkey Kong Island. Oh, so you're still talking. Now I'm getting confused. I don't know if you're talking about in real life where he was created or what his character in the story was lived. So I don't know. I'm out of, yeah, I'm out the, of the, the, this the character. The character of Donkey Kong is British. Okay. <laughs> so he is the most famous British person. <laughs> uh, why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Mario is, in fact, an American, right? Well, he's from, I believe, in Brooklyn, yes. Italian-American. Okay. Yeah, he's not Italian, right? No, yeah, he's from, I believe, in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, Tim, you are a fake, fake fan. You you really threw me for a loop on this Donkey Kong thing. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know what you're talking about. What's real, what's not. <laughs> yeah, Donkey Kong was created by Japanese people, but for some reason they made him British. <laughs> <laughs> and yet lives in the tropical jungle. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you learn something new every day. Ah, so so Donkey Kong is an immigrant to Donkey Kong Island. He's a British immigrant to Donkey hey, Kong hey. Island. I guess so. What an incredible immigrant story, I have to say. Well, now, you know, now they got to make that movie. Yeah, I mean, you're born in the UK, and then you go to you go to Donkey Kong Island, you immigrate to Donkey Kong Island to throw barrels, and eat bananas. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, what what a journey. Yes, what <laughs> what inspiration to us all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh wow! Anyway, w- w- what were we talking about besides? Yeah, Don- so I, I did British? not expect Wolverine, Deadpool, and Wolverine trailer discussion to go into Donkey Kong's country of origin. That is for darn sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's see what could spiral out of this next uh, topic. So <laughs> that is the X Men '97 trailer, which we got just a few days after the Wolverine and Deadpool trailer. And Dane, boy, I'll tell you, I was excited for this series when it was announced because obviously continuing the story of the classic 90s X-Men animated series but I wasn't expecting the trailer to have the effect on me on me that it did after I saw it because it was I mean technically it's a simple trailer but I think it's just I mean nostalgia effect to its fullest for me just it brought back all those good memories and feelings I've had of watching that original X-Men series back in the 90s it's i mean it's a classic it's outside of batman the animated series it's the next best comic book animated series in my opinion it's so good the way they adapted those classic comic stories of the x-men and just introducing young kids like me at the time to the world of the x-men and the characters in there it like pretty much taught me a lot of my x-men history uh, through that series so i i love that series i have fond memories of watching it with uh, my brothers and friends during that time so the fact that it was continuing was great, but the trailer that they had for it, man, it just hit on every level. Even the way it starts 
was just you're looking at an old TV screen like back from the 90s. You got an old X-Men toy there. It's just really taking you back and almost giving you a recap like an old commercial from the 90s was. And then it starts with showing the footage from the upcoming show. And it looks fantastic. It's capturing the same artistic style that the original series had. I'm just really glad they're not doing any drastic changes with the character designs. It all looks like it's from the 90s, which is peak X-Men, in my opinion, the definitive version of the X-Men for me. And so the fact that they're just keeping it the same, but yet kind of just updating the quality of it to make it look like a modern animated series with great HD looking visuals. So it just looks really great. And just continuing on what I love so much from that original series and just some cool action moments of that moment where Gambit goes on like rides up the back of Wolverine to charge his claws before they start to attack the Sentinels. It was just that was awesome. It's just like how how, how come they never did that orig- in the original series? Because it's just so cool, but now they're doing it here. <laughs> it's just like it's something that seems so obvious that to be, do something cool for an action sequence, but the fact that they're doing it now for the first time here is just a great selling point for the trailer. So if we're going to get more stuff like that in the series, it's going to be great. And then hearing some of the classic voice actors um, from the series, like such as Wolverine was great. But then I was wondering how certain other characters were going to sound uh, like for Cyclops, for instance, because I know his original voice actor passed away a few years ago, sadly. Um, but the one who's taking his place seems to be doing a great job. He just sounds like a great continuation of uh, the characterization of Cyclops that we knew from that series. So it was just fantastic uh, to see these characters that I grew up loving so much, this version of them back again. It's going to be great. And then I'm kind, of, kind of some more information came out after the trailer. It's coming out in March, so I don't have to wait too long. But uh, the one thing I am curious about, as much as I love the trailer and just how it just really like brought me back to those great times of enjoying the series. Cause I just remember I was just thinking about it all day. Just like I said, it really left an impression on me more so than I was even expecting. Um, so as I kept reading stuff on it, as far as, cause they had different articles like entertainment weekly about the series, talking to the showrunners, And we knew that the original cast members were going to be back for the voices. But the one thing that, I'm a little curious about is how even though a lot of the original voice actors are back they're voicing different characters um, and new voice actors are voicing um, their previous characters that they did for instance gambit his voice actor is not going to be voicing gambit but he's back voicing cable and they have someone new voicing (laughs) gambit Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag where some of the original characters are going to be their original voice actors and some of them are going to be voiced by new voice actors so um, they said there's reasons for that. I don't know if it's because maybe um, the original got a little too old sounding <laughs> for um, their characters, but we'll see. I have faith that they made the right creative decision to be what's best uh, for the series in the long run. So that was the only thing that I was a little curious about. Maybe a tad disappointed because I wanted to hear the original actors back in their roles again, but if it's going to make the series better, um, then I'll be all for it. But yeah, it looks great. And just the story content of what we're hearing the series might be about um, in the trailer. They show that um, in Charles Xavier's will, uh, he left everything to Magneto. So Magneto looks like he's going to be running the team for at least for a little bit. We're going to go more into the Mr. Sinister story arc um, and his obsession with Jean Grey and Scott Summers to kind of breathe the ultimate mutant life form. But I think 
Um, but that's going to continue, which is a big story arc in season two is going to continue here. There's been a little spoiler leaks with some toys that are coming out of some characters. And there is one character who is revealed there, Madeline Pryor, a.k.a. the Goblin Queen, uh, who plays a pivotal role as far as being uh, tied to Scott Summers and Jean Grey in an interesting way. I'll just say that <laughs> if they follow what happens in the comics. But then also Jean Grey being pregnant with uh, their her and Scott's son, which eventually becomes Cable. And Cable is going to be in this series. So that's going to be... They never really touched on that too much in the original series because Cable was a big part of that series, but never really touched on Scott and Gene being his parents. So I think they will in this one. So the Sentinels are going to be back. They showed him in the trailer. It just it just looks great all the way around. And again, just for someone who grew up with that series and the fact that it's returning and it looks as good as it does, I cannot be more excited for it. So it, it looks great. I it immediately made me want to start my rewatch of the original series. So I'm in the middle of that. I just finished season one last night and it's just uh, as good as I remember it. And season two is my favorite. So I'm looking forward to starting that season because I just love how that one, it had a good overarching story throughout the whole season, but yet over the course of the season, each uh, episode focused on a member of the X-Men that had their own personal story of that it dealt with were more so than season one did. I just like how each member of the team got their moment to shine and had their moment in the spotlight in season two. So um, I'll looking forward to starting that very soon. So yeah, X-Men 97 looks great. One of like probably what my favorite trailers we've gotten so far <laughs> this year just really hyped me up for it. So yeah, I cannot wait for it. And Dane, I know the original series aired kind of before your time, but did you ever kind of go back and watch some of it? Uh, over the course that's been available yeah, okay yeah so like i i would have probably have seen it somewhere right in the middle of its initial run uh-huh. um and so like i remember watching it as a kid but what i really like is that disney plus acquired it yes. or disney <laughs> acquired it and uh they put it on disney plus and it makes great like like uh I've got to do something on the computer. So I'm just going to play this on the background, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I really want to see this one, Tim. <laughs> uh, this is my, probably my favorite, uh, or my, my anticipated, uh, TV show right now. Um, and, uh, I, I'm also glad that, it, that it's, I see it's going to be 10 episodes. You know, it's not going to um, it's not going to be like this long 22 episode season. And yeah. There's going to be a lot of filler in it. It's going to be, you know, shorter and it's going to be a little more concise. That's why I haven't really touched the Bad Batch, the the, the final season of the Bad Batch yet. Yeah, uh, I'll just say you're missing out. <laughs> Those first three episodes are great. Yeah, but you see, I, th- I think that one is like. 15, is it 16? 16 episodes a season, yeah. 16 okay mm-hmm. yeah that, that one is 16 episodes so you know there's going to be filler in there so like i don't want to you know watch however many episodes and they get stuck on a filler one you know so i, I i'm waiting on the bad badge and i'm just going to watch the season uh from one to 16 back to back to back whatever gotcha, gotcha. you know yeah I'm glad this one is 10 and uh, it's going to be a little bit more story focused and, you know, yeah. less. Uh, oh, what is 
what does Nightcrawler do on his days off? You know, <laughs> let's see what he does. Oh, he sits at home and watches TV. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should be talking about, I don't know, Cyclops or, or Wolverine or, hey, Jubilee. Maybe we should see what they are up to instead of, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, that senator guy from the, the, the first senator five Kelly. seasons or whatever. Yeah. Is, is that his name? <laughs> yeah, Senator, senator Kelly. Kelly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah, I'm mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited for it. Awesome. Yeah. Who was your favorite character or your favorite X Men? Uh, Jubilee. Okay. Easy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know a lot of people liked. I mean, especially when I was a kid, like a lot of people really liked Gambit. But I don't know. I've, I've, I've always liked always how mine. she looked. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I've always liked how she her look. I don't know why. I mean, it it, it, it kind of ages well, but it doesn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> a little. Like, there's some aspects of it is a little too '90s, but at the same time, it still yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like that's just a character that looks really cool. You know, I'd say so. And what's uh, what yeah, kind Jubilee. Of, what kind of sucked about Jubilee, especially in the first few seasons, was that she always always regulated to just stay behind because she was the new kid and too inexperienced, and they wanted to make sure she stayed safe. So she never really got in on a lot of the cool action that the X Men had um, during that show's run. So I think that'll definitely yeah. be different this time around, though. In X Men '97, she'll probably see a lot more action than she did in the original series. Yeah, yeah and plus too, like when you're a kid. It doesn't even matter what she does or whatever a character does, as long as they look really cool. Uh, <laughs> you see them use their powers a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh, okay, so she can do that. Okay, well, that's enough for me. And she <laughs> looks really cool. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me, it was Jubilee. I know a lot of people really liked, like I said, Gambit or, or Cyclops or Wolverine uh, or Beast. I don't know. For me, it was always Jubilee for some reason. Yeah, Gambit was my favorite. That's why I just love that scene in this trailer with him charging up Wolverine's claw. So just like, yes. So <laughs> I'm glad that he's definitely going to be back for this one. And the series, original series, was my introduction to Gambit because for like before the series, like my the X Men roster that I was familiar with, just from the few comics I read during that time, was Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler. Uh, Kitty Pride, Iceman. So those are like the ones I remember mainly for like the original Nintendo game was like one of my first exposures to it as well. And it, like just some of the comics I was reading back then with the X Men. Uh, so that was always like the line that I was familiar with. But when this animated series came out, it was kind of my first introduction to Gambit, Rogue, uh, Jubilee, like you said. So, but these characters they use in the animated series just mesh together so well that that became the ultimate x-men lineup for me where like nothing's going to top that roster of characters um than the 90s series had even the comics too because it started um when x-men relaunched with number one the iconic jim lee chris claremont run that they did uh 91 so it was that where they split the teams into two groups you had like the blue team and the gold team um and most of the roster from those teams minus like colossus Iceman, uh, they weren't in the animated, they showed up in the animated series, but they weren't part of the main team. But the rest of that core 
was what they used in there. The character like Psylocke also too from the comics who she showed up kind of towards the end of the series, um, but was never part of the main roster. So, but yeah, that main roster of characters that they use in the series is just again my definitive version of the X Men, and I'm just so glad that it's still there for this one with not changes to the costumes. That's what I was a little worried about when the series first came out was like if they were gonna, or when it was announced as far as. Uh, some of these designs are a little too 90s. We gotta let's make them how they're kind of more current um, in the comics right now. But nope, if you're gonna make a show called X Men '97 and it's continuing off the 90s animated series, you gotta keep it exactly the same. So I'm glad they they did that for all the characters. Was Gambit um, Gambit existed before? The, yeah, the TV not show? too long, not too long before okay. though. I think he made his appearance in like 1990. What was like his first comic appearance is like two years later. Uh, okay. And I I see by the way that Senator Kelly is now President Kelly. Yes, that's right. He actually becomes president in season two of the original. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, so he uh, he's Must a two-term, two-term president, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna go like the first big Marvel thing. <laughs> so like, it's, I mean, that's gonna be many this year, like we said, but it's gonna be the year of the X Men and Mutants with Deadpool, Wolverine, and then X Men '97. It's it's gonna be a very fun year to be an X Men fan. So yeah, I'm kind of I'll probably be going down the X Men rabbit hole where the animated series gonna be do a watch of that, and then as we get closer to Deadpool and Wolverine, I'll probably do a rewatch of all the movies, which I still need to get on 4K <laughs> to be honest. So I gotta make sure I do that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's going to be a fun year for the mutants, that's for sure. I remember for like a whole year um, going into Best Buy. Uh, one of the, I think it was The Last Stand. Okay. Spend the Last Stand was the movie that they played on the TVs. <laughs> and I remember going in there constantly and just being like, oh, okay, so like. The, <laughs> Am I watching this movie silently and with no volume and um, watching this movie in snippets of Best Buy shopping uh, excursions? <laughs> yeah. well, that's your memory of the movie, just that. <laughs> yeah, because I don't remember anything about The Last Stand. I remember <laughs> seeing it, going and seeing it, but I don't remember anything about that movie. I know they're standing... There is a scene where... Uh, Magneto is standing on like a cliff or something, and he's talking with like Xavier. No, or am I? I, No, I'm no, I think that's the first one actually. Is it where he's in the where he's like the suit and has the hat on? No, no, oh, yeah, 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 the the Magneto suit, Yeah. yeah, well. No, I just meant a regular suit <laughs> and a hat. But, okay, but the oh. one you're referencing, he has his actual Magneto costume. Okay. I don't know. I just couldn't make didn't, didn't making that up. <laughs> but, Maybe. But yeah. Um, so let me ask you, Tim. So like, you got this throwback show. Uh, you had Echo earlier, by the way, which I have rewatched, and I currently only on episode two, but <laughs> uh rewatch has been so good so uh, uh this far uh so far okay, I better experience this time okay cool 
Yeah. You know what it was? It was the beginning of that episode. That first episode. Okay. Um, like the very, very beginning what, that shows like the tribe that's or Yeah. Like, okay. like you, you had like that Native American tribe yeah. and then it flashes to uh Echo and her friend Bonnie mm, uh doing like Shadow Puppets, whatever. And then uh Echo and her mom get into the car accident and then all of a sudden she meets Kingpin and then she's working for Kingpin. She kills Kingpin and then she runs back. She runs uh, back to Oklahoma and then she's trying to find like this guy and yada, yada, yada. And then uh, there's a fight scene for some reason um, <laughs> with uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I, I, I think it was the editing of that episode that really turned me off. But once I got past that, uh, yeah. I think I get it now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I felt the same way about the pacing and editing of that episode. It was a little, little yeah, all over the place. Too good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me ask you. Uh, so what is the next big Marvel movie besides the Deadpool? Like, 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 what's the big one that's gonna like? Okay, so now we got this character and this character and this character, and they're gonna form a team, and it's gonna be blah blah blah, and we're gonna fight <laughs> this guy. You know, that sort of thing. Well, I think since, I mean, it was just announced too. I think the really next big one is going to be the Fantastic Four movie where it's going to obviously introduce the Fantastic Four in the MCU and then just probably focus more on, or not focus more on, but maybe introduce what's going to be the new big threat moving forward into the Avengers movies. Because I know, I think from all accounts, they are moving away from Kang as the main villain. Everything that went down with Jonathan Majors, obviously he's not coming back. And there was a question if they were gonna recast, but it sounds like I think they're just gonna move away from the character now. So I uh, think but maybe that main villain will be Doctor Doom and will get uh like his introduction or at least some setup with him in the Fantastic Four movie. But I think the next the really next big one is gonna be Fantastic Four. Which the casting announced was I think the cast is gonna be great. <laughs> Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards is is definitely a choice that you wouldn't necessarily thought of, but when you think about it, it's like, yeah, he's probably gonna be perfect in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I like the so way they fantastic. did it too. Announcing announcing the cast was a piece of artwork that shows the cast and as the characters, and it was really cool. Yeah, so Fantastic Four, and then we're gonna get the Avengers movie, right? The Avengers movie still. A ways off so uh i, I actually okay. gotta see what the upcoming movie slate is it's changed so much <laughs> uh, how come marvel isn't doing like the solo movies anymore like captain america or whatever no, I, think I, they... I, I i saw that they have like that alpha hawks or whatever it's called whatever that movie's called or you mean thunderbolts uh thunderbolts yeah <laughs> <laughs> they got that one coming up, right? Yeah, that, that's going to be next year, too. Uh, and then you got the uh, Captain America Brave New World, uh, which was just Falcon his, as Captain America, his first movie. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot that Falcon yeah. is uh, Captain America now. <laughs> There's one more that's coming out next year. Thunderbolt. I don't know why I said it's, it's Thunderbolts, Captain America, Fantastic Four, and I thought there was one more now. 
Oh, well, we'll see about it if it comes out. But the Blade movie, I think, is another one. But that's yeah, that have some production Helen's, troubles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's make a movie that's about these young kids instead of Blade. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mahershala Ali almost walked away from that. <laughs> Uh, the movie only exists because of Marshall Ali wanted like, to do it. So I was like, it's yeah. got to be what he wants. And you kind of already introduced the character in, uh, um, oh my God, I can't, the, the Eternals. Elementals. Eternals. Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, just his voice anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so, uh, Miss Marvel's bracelet is connected to another bracelet, right? Yes. Or what's in the marbles? Yeah, right. Did you watch the marbles? Um, I'm currently halfway through it, Tim. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I'm not a hater on it. I, I think the action scenes are really yeah, good, and that's fun. Yeah. What I really like about the marbles is that, for like the first quarter to like half of the movie is a run-on fight scene like there's almost no plot to it besides the little <laughs> yeah. two-minute scenes uh, in between like huge action sequences um that's what i appreciate about it but uh yeah. yeah about halfway through and the one bracelet is connected to the other bracelet right yes okay and they want the other brace. The uh, bad guys want the other bracelet. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's the basic gist of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like they were talking about like, like all kinds of stuff, and I thought like so, some of the eternal stuff was coming into it too, and I was like, uh, uh it's, it's, it's kind of hard to remember that movie right now, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not no anyway. connection to the Eternals. Yeah, so don't worry about that for the next oh, okay. the movie that you need okay. to watch. <laughs> okay. Um. So Echo, going back to Echo. So Echo killed killed quote unquote Kingpin in the Hawkeye series. Yes. Where girl Hawkeye becomes Hawkeye. <laughs> Kate Bishop. <laughs> Kate Bishop. Right. Sorry. I can't remember that name um and echo is in that series yes okay and she's mad at hawkeye for killing her dad yes and so so when does she find out that hawkeye is the one that killed her dad yeah, towards the end of the hawkeye series maybe like the second to last episode or was it the finale no pretty early on oh wait no or did she always know no she always knew yeah Say, oh, I, she, I've only, she knew that. Yeah, I've only okay. watched the series once, so I have no trouble with the exact details of everything happens. But now that I think about it, I think she actually always knew that he killed her father. And her dad was a drug dealer? Yeah, he just worked for a kingpin, like one of kingpins. Oh, he worked for a kingpin. Oh, and in the process of like Hawkeye taking out like kingpin's stuff. Yeah. He he uh he died. Yes. He was killed. Okay. And then, yeah. and but, then so how does But Kingpin planned that? Like obviously he wanted he like leaked the information out to get rid of that part right. of his organization. So it was all part of by his design. So 
how does Daredevil figure into all this? And like, was that their first interaction between Echo and Daredevil? Yeah, what you see in Echo, that's their first time they saw each other. It's oh, just, you know, Daredevil okay, yeah. I, keeping I, tabs on Kingpin's operation, so. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought they had this long history before then. No. I was like, I don't remember seeing this in the television show. No, oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, makes sense. All right, question's over. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together for you now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're well, doing I mean, it, it doesn't, more it, this time. It, it doesn't help that they just cut. I mean, for an idiot like me, and I'm talking <laughs> solely about me, like, that doesn't remember these movies and television shows. It's like that first episode, it's like they're cutting from one scene to another scene to another scene. It's like, okay, yeah. so like stuff happens in between those scenes, but like I can't remember what happens <laughs> no, yeah i know what you mean because even someone who watched hawkeye is like oh so they're pulling this from hawkeye and mixing it in with what they filmed for echo it just i don't know I, I felt it was a little too much of like pulling from here and there to, just to get you caught up for yeah. what's going on all right questions over then let's okay. move on to... <laughs> <laughs> well that was pretty much it for me i don't know if you wanted to have anything else uh you wanted to talk about on this one, but I was dying to talk about that X-Men 97 trailer, so <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, uh, we did get an email from Mark. That's right, we did. And shame on me for not having it up and ready to go. <laughs> it's It's been so if long you, since our last one. If you want to read it, or you want me to read it, if you have it up already, you could, because it might take me a few minutes <laughs> to get it going. <laughs> I, I apologize, Mark. Okay, so Mark says, fair play, Dane, but we we will co-host again one day. How do you feel about the A's going to Bane? <laughs> <laughs> also, I agree with, with Dane about Monarch and the current timeline characters. They do take you out of the show and tend to be uh, whiny. Uh, like Tim said, the past timeline is the best. I'm loving True Detective. Oh, we forgot to talk about True Detective. And, and really love how Issa Lopez is guiding the show since Nick Pizzolatto left. He seems to be connect, connected to shows on Amazon Prime at the moment. Jodie Foster is simply amazing in the show and I love connections to season one. Total Industries, the Travis Cole father connection and the spiral. So I heard about uh, Monsieur Spade from the Watch podcast. It drops right into this world and you just feel like you know what is going on so far. The atmosphere and foreboding sense of doom is gripping. Mark Lemke. Again, I apologize, Mark, for not having your email up and ready to go. <laughs> That's what happened <laughs> when we missed our regularly scheduled recording time. So, <laughs> But Okay, so I'll have to ask you, Dane, on True Detective, because I'm just going to say I haven't finished it yet. I haven't watched the last three episodes. I kind of, <laughs> it lost me a little uh, bit in the third one. So <laughs> I was kind of waiting to see how it all, or hear how it all wraps up from you. Um, so what'd you think of how it ended? Uh, without going into spoilers, or? Uh, yeah, you don't want me to spoil it for you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, again, I, I know a lot of people are disappointed with uh, the ending, especially like uh, what happens, like what happened to the Salal 
uh, people. Okay. But uh, for me, it's it's not about the twisty, I don't know, satanic sort of like cult murder thing that they were trying to do in season one. Uh, yeah, it, it's again, it's more about the people that live in the town and their interpersonal drama. Uh, you see, I'm trying. This is the hard part, Tim. I'm trying not to spoil it for you, but <laughs> if you want to go uh, into a little bit, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I should. I shouldn't say anything, but uh, it, it, it's not that twisty, turny sort of thing that you got in the first season. Don't expect that. Uh, the season was far, far more about what it was, what it was trying to say, what it was saying, uh, and the drama in between all these people that are living in this isolated town in Alaska, right? That mm-hmm. that's the main point. And if you're if you're going in, and, and that that was initially what drew me into the show because like. I mean, sure, that that grotesque human frozen statue was pretty cool, but is it the? <laughs> um, that sort of goes away after after a little bit. Um, and it doesn't really become a plot point, and I don't know for me as a viewer that that sort of like went away as well. Where it was like, okay, so like this season is different, and it it's more about like. Uh, people than it is about like the mystery um and i know a lot of people were let down in the ending and i don't know i i thought it was really cool like i mean i thought it was really good um how uh how simple it was um to, to solve it wasn't this big conspiracy against like this undercurrent cult you know the this secret cult of people that are you know doing what they're doing it's like oh that makes sense yeah yeah that really makes sense i can see that kind of happening um and it actually makes more sense than you know what they were hinting at with the night country and all of this weird stuff it's like oh okay yeah that's a real problem that we have in the real real world i'd say and yeah that makes sense okay um, and I was fine with it. And they ended it really good where it was. I know a lot of people didn't like uh, what Jodie Foster did at the end, but I thought it worked out really well. And with what they were trying to say, that's all I'll say about it. Yeah. Okay. That was satisfying. Yeah. Oh, I just couldn't get into into it. Like I was hoping I would. And I just, that's why I kind of just fell off yeah. on it. So, but. Yeah, because this season doesn't have that like that twisty, turny thriller sort of feeling. I mean, it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it just was because it sounded like to me it was like going way into like the supernatural stuff, which I'm not I'm not into. Or it's like, or like the third episode where like yeah. the guy in the hospital comes back to starts talking and to, and it was like, okay, where is this going? I don't know. So that's what I kind of fell off after that. But if you're saying it's uh, like. Don't worry about that in the last three episodes. Yeah. So it is kind of more of and like... Especially the ending. Okay. 
Yeah. Especially the ending and who who killed uh, the Salal people. Yeah. The God scientists. Is. So it does answer um, certain it, things. That, because I, one, I thought some oh, of the yeah. stuff I was reading, I was like, like kind of left it like ambiguous as far as, but they do answer some questions as far as like the murders that went, that went on. Yeah. And then you're, if you've paid attention to the news, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay. I can see that actually happening in the real world. You know, um, it, I guess it's a light spoiler to him, but it's not like that twisty turny, sort of like uh occult okay. ending that the first season had mm-hmm. uh it's a little more realistic and I, I i think people felt let down by that okay which uh to me I, I that's the kind of the aspect of the the ending of the first season that i didn't really like where it was like this secret cults and they're using math to do their rituals and stuff and blah 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 mm-hmm. um that's that that's kind of the problem i had with with that first season but this one is like more realistic yeah i'd say this this ending is more realistic like if this actually happened this this is the ending that we would get you know gotcha. and I, I think people felt a lot uh, let down by that, especially because like it's it's again it's not the twist and turn thing. It's not like all oh, the two detectives going into the into the place and you know is hunting down the killer and the killer is this raving lunatic guy. Um, yeah, it's it's less Yellow King and more like oh okay yeah I can see that happening. Okay and. The, the ambiguous part is uh, I I like it for the character. Yeah, I really like it. You know, just just leave things open. And you don't know. You know, that's the real mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they were hinting at with what you you were talking about with the uh, with the supernatural stuff. Uh, it sort of makes sense. That the okay. character would end up that way, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I'll probably have to eventually get back to finishing those remainder three episodes. I guess my one last question, Dane: Does the does the finale episode end with the sun finally coming up? Is that how <laughs> Night Country ends the season? Um, the sun is up. It doesn't come, like you don't see like the the, the breaking of the horizon of okay. the sun coming up, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you see, uh, you see the sun finally. <laughs> I, I always figure that that has that has to be how those the season ends. Like the final shot has to be something with the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, glad to know, I don't know it lived up to your expectations yeah. and delivered on it. Well, we know we're getting another season. Season five has just been announced. <laughs> but I will yeah, say it is uh, it is pretty sad and pathetic to see. I, I can't remember the the show's creator just being a baby about. Oh. Yeah, that's pathetic. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a little embarrassing. I mean, come on, man. This is the yeah. highest rated true detective season on Run Tomatoes. It, it it's higher than your seasons were. Uh your first season. So like you know, the critics love it. Oh, I can't say the audience likes it, but like the critics like it. 
you know, it was higher rated than your first yeah. season. Uh, so I don't know what you say about that. <laughs> yeah, just uh, some, someone's a little too bitter, it seems. But I guess yeah, that's the, sad. Some of the stuff that happens in show business. So. <laughs> it's it's almost like HBO told him no, they don't want him on the property anymore. You know? Yeah, so he's just like it's like a really it disgruntled like, employee. <laughs> like they were gonna get it, give it to this other writer. <laughs> That person's gonna write it and direct it. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder how the, like the deals went down. Like, where technically he created the show, but, like it's his thing, but I guess he didn't have the final rights to it. As far as like where HBO can continue on, like they have the rights to the name True Detective and all that, and do what they oh, want. Yeah, without yeah. Him. So. Yeah, so I guess HBO owns True Detective, the IP. Yeah, there you go. And they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's on him then. For if he felt so strongly about it, but not secure the rights for that. So, yeah, so, I don't know, a little sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, got your final review for True Detective. I got to geek out about X Men '97. I don't know if there's anything else, Dane. I don't know. That's it. So. Uh, go over to the uh, I almost said go to the Batman universe on that. Still haven't got used to that 14 uh, episodes in. Uh. Nope, <laughs> nope, I haven't. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> follow the show on Twitter at Echoing Nerds. Uh, follow Tim at TimG311. Follow me at Dances Banana. Uh, rate and review us on. Apple Podcasts, and if you want to email the show like Mark, email the show at echoingnerds at gmail.com. So with that, we say at the end of every single episode, Tim. We love each and every one of you with all of our hearts, despite some of us not remembering how to end the show. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See you next time.